Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So we've heard the naysayers and I think even us ourselves have questioned whether starting a Leafs postgame podcast with 30 games remaining on the schedule was the right move. But you know what? The world works in mysterious ways. Oh, you better believe it does. And on multiple levels, it works in mysterious mysterious ways. Oh, boy. It turns out that we actually couldn't pick a more appropriate night to start this podcast, a post-game Leafs podcast, by the way. And it's because this season has culminated towards this very moment. Mm -hmm. The Leafs have had a backup goaltending problem this entire season and really the last 16 months. And tonight, they've finally seen enough. After Michael Hutchinson lost again... The Maple Leafs have traded for Jack Campbell, but I am burying the lead, of course. I'm sitting here with Mike Stevens, who is losing a Trevor Moore tonight. Full trade, we will get into that later, but I need your initial reaction. Ah, uh, you know, got it. I'm not going to lie. Got it. This is this is, uh, this is is tough, and the biggest reason why I'm gutted is because uh, it's a good trade. It, it, it really is. Uh, you know, wow. it, it, it pains me to say that, but they, you know, the Leafs had a, a very, very clear um, weakness in net. It was it it was too uh, it was too big to surmount. I guess it was insurmountable weakness. They there was no way they were going to win or or come close to hitting their potential with Michael Hutchinson and net. They they recognized that uh, that weakness at least you know might be a little late, but they still recognized it, and they made a move to uh, to improve the roster, and the roster's improved right now. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get to that, but I want to stick with you because this means yeah. more than just. Oh, so you're gonna twist the, the knife? Okay, I, I sounds want, good. I want you to completely explain to me because I don't maybe completely. I know you're a big Trevor Moore fan, mm-hmm. but maybe I don't know completely why this pains you. Well, like, Trevor Moore is my guy. You know, like he's uh, the first the first you know professional hockey experience or event that I ever covered in in my time in the biz. Uh, I wasn't even in the biz at the point. I had to pay out of pocket for it. But it was a long time ago. Leafs uh, rookie tournament. I was like, I, I was watching. No one knew who this guy was. 2017. Leafs rookie tournament. It was at Rico Coliseum. No one was covering it. I thought, I'll go cover it. Saw Trevor Moore play. Literally in the first period, I'm like, I like the way that guy plays. I'm going to like keep my eye on him. And slowly, as and that sort of built into my first season covering the Marlies. I weren't on the Marlies beat. And even though he was scoring less than half a point per game, I'm like, I like the way this guy plays. Keep him on. Don't sleep on Trevor Moore. And then look what happened. He went to Calder Cup champion to AHL, like, goal per game guy to NHLer and 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 now to uh, Los Angeles. I can I just assume that you can take solace in the fact that he is going. he's a California kid and he's going home to play for the Los Angeles Kings, which is pretty cool. If he can't be a Leaf, King is pretty good, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, there's it's only a matter of time before he tweets out the, uh, you know, the bedsheets tweet, not every day you can live a childhood dream. And, uh, you know, uh, farewell. My guy, uh, he you you'll be missed, and you were a great uh, you were a great addition to to this team. 
I was expecting you to be a little bit more upset. But oh, oh, I'm gonna cry off camera. Okay. Well, I'm we just, wanted to capture that. I'm calling. I'm, I'm keeping a brave face. This is what it's called. Keeping a brave face. Okay. This is Live Laugh Leafs. This is episode one. We're gonna be doing a post game podcast for the remaining games here in the Leafs schedule. I know. We're basically near the end. We joked about in the promo that they're going to be playing into June, but you know what? Uh, the prospects of that took a little bit of a hit tonight. Yep. Uh, the yeah, Leafs lost 5-3 to the New York Rangers in New York. That's their second consecutive loss. We will touch on the game and the trade, but sort of your initial takeaway from what happened tonight. Uh, embarrassing. It was an embarrassing loss. It was There was maybe one player on the on the ice, on, on at least Toronto's side, that looked like he showed up and came to play and it was Austin Matthews. John Tavares had a good game too, but Austin Matthews had tried to single-handedly will this team to victory, and he and he's one player. He can't do it. It was embarrassing the the uh, the mistakes, the the lapses, the st- two goals in six seconds to get into. It was insane. And for a team that's fighting for every single point that that they can possibly get right now, their playoff futures are li- quite literally on the line right now. Uh, it, 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 this is just unacceptable. To me, just the quick takeaway is just how quickly things can unravel mm-hmm. for this team. We've seen in the last two games, obviously, it was an eight-minute lull that cost them against the Florida Panthers, but you mentioned six seconds, and then immediately after Austin Matthews uh, brought the Leafs back to within one, they give up another deflating goal, and I guess a lot of that goes uh, on Michael Hutchinson's shoulders, who we might not see at the yeah, this is this was I NHL you know level this year again. Yeah, we were talking, but while you know while the game was going on, that this is this might be his even before this trade happened that this might be his last game as a leaf so let's get a little bit into the trade because we expect him to be mm-hmm. with the marlies at least uh when frederick anderson comes back it's jack campbell the new backup goaltender in toronto and maybe the starter for the uh, immediate term here coming to toronto with kyle clifford a fourth line grinder not a dubis type but we can go into that a little well, later i mean technically a dubis type though go on he was his agent at one point did you okay. not know that? I did it, not know It was crazy. Yeah, he's been apparently trying to be get, trying to uh, acquire him for the last two years or something. Okay. So there's there's connections there. Is it a Tyler Gaudette connection or is it a Erasmus Sandin connection? It's more of a Tyler Gaudette connection. Okay. Uh, and some picks involved and obviously Trevor Moore going to L.A., uh, oh, why don't you say it one more time? Why don't you just why don't you just say it I'm one gonna, more time? I'm going to sprinkle it in throughout oh, the throughout the program here. I, I I mean, it all depends on how Jack Campbell performs, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if he just brings he's a 900 save percentage goaltender right now. If he brings exactly that, uh, the Leafs are getting a upgrade. But how much of an upgrade? Enough of an upgrade uh, to make up the difference here? Because w- it's white knuckle time for this team. I yep. mean, they got to start winning games. They need Frederick Anderson back. But if they don't get him back soon enough. Uh, they need whoever's in net to start playing well. So it's going to depend on how well he plays. Kyle Clifford might do what Kyle Clifford does, which is potentially bring some plus contributions out of the fourth line, but we don't even know if he could do that. Dubas is confident, apparently. Uh, but they're not giving up much here. Again, mm-hmm. Trevor Moore, much in your world, but maybe not all that much in Leaf world this season, at least. He hasn't had a great year, been battling injuries. We, he had that midseason concussion and two draft picks. I mean, this is, again, you mentioned it. This is something they had to do. They had to do uh, it. It's an experiment, but I mean, again, they had to make a move, and they did. That's yeah, like I said, that's that's the the on a personal note, the most painful part of the of the entire trade is that it's a good trade. Like it makes sense. And Jack Campbell, the last his last extended sample size um, as a backup goalie. Let's say you want you want him to like Freddie Anderson to play around fifty games a year. Great. Well, Jack Campbell played thirty one for a very bad Los Angeles Kings team last year, and he had a nine twenty eight save percentage. Like that's. That's pretty good. And this year he has a 900. And again, the Kings are the Kings have good underlying numbers, but they they are not a very good team, as we know. And so I'm interested to see what he can be like on a on a team that while he'll he'll get peppered with shots, we know that we've seen all the you know that's been Frederick Anderson's life for the last four years or three years, however long he's been here. Time is a construct, but 
uh, you know, this is this is a worthwhile thing. They need, like I said, they needed to make this move, and they're retaining. And if the if Los Angeles is retaining half of Clifford's salary, th- like this, this makes sense for them in the immediate term, and they needed to act in the immediate term. So I think we need to talk about how we got to this point. Apparently, the trade has been talked about, or at least you know the key piece of the trade, which was Jack Campbell being talked about uh, for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Talks intensified in the last couple of days. Obviously, we know what's happened in the last couple of days. Frederick Anderson went out with a neck injury, considered day-to-day, but missed what would have been a scheduled start here against New York on Wednesday night. This is all about. This is a lot about. Hutchinson but it's there's multiple layers to this I mean yeah. they've had a goaltending a backup goaltending problem uh, for the last 16 months really since Kyle Dubas made the decision to keep Garrett Sparks over Curtis McElhaney obviously they haven't went through many goaltenders since then but they haven't got pl- they've got negative contributions from that position uh, for the last or the better part of the last two years um but this was a this was literally a knee jerk reaction. I yeah. mean, if Michael Hutchinson, he was riding a four game win streak coming in. If he shut out the New York Rangers tonight, I'm not sure this happens. It might happen anyway because you know things with Freddie might be uh, more serious than we thought. But this was about getting this was about repeated failures to I guess solidify the position as they should have over the last few months. And th- and I think they had to stomach. I don't think the cost was that great. Again, great for you, um, but. What happened was is they they had they had probably the guy who could do the job. They gave him away. They could have had opportunities from the last six ma- sixteen months to get the player. Thing the the team the league knew that the Leafs were in trouble here. Mm-hmm. They did, and they didn't really pay all that much, but they probably paid a premium con- considering, uh, you know where they were here because uh, the Kings weren't just going to give this player up for free, and they got a guy in Trevor Moore who I thought was going to be a big part of this team moving forward for many years to come. I mean, when you look at the Kings, they even had their little sort of mini uh, New York Rangers situation where they have their starter who's been there for a long time, who's been you know vaunted and and exalted and loved, even though he's not as good as he once was in, in Jonathan Quick, and then they had a plucky upstart who uh, goalie in the minors who is trying who needs to get a shot and Cal Peterson and they had a guy in the middle it was Jack Campbell and it's the exact same way as you know with the Lundqvist and the and the Shesterkin and the Georgiev uh, situation there and it you know it made sense but so you're right this was a, although you know on on paper it's not a lot it's still a premium I mean Jack Campbell yes he's he's shown a, a very good season last year and he's been fine I guess sort of this year based on sort of circumstance uh, he's he only really has a couple games of NHL experience under his belt, well less than a hundred, um, and this is two third round picks, uh, so two draft picks. It's a conditional one. I'm not. And we don't know what the conditions are on that, do we? No, but they're without a first round pick, so now we're at two picks within the first three rounds of this upcoming draft. Yeah, and so they and and so it's it's two third round picks. It's a good young player in Trevor Moore who signed for next year at seven seventy five, and. For 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 a goalie who you know doesn't have a very long track record behind him, and also for a guy who is probably not going to, uh, who at least wasn't what he was once was before, but is probably not going to be a very important part of your team moving forward. So this was when you really think about it, this was a premium in, in a relative sense, but it still makes sense for the Leafs. It's still a relatively you know low cost, depending on on you know what they might have had to give up for for Georgiev. It solidifies the most important part of their roster. So they're a better team now than they were bef- before they started this game. But I mean, uh, this this game is it's it, it's just it's just a very interesting period in watching the Leafs right now. So before we get to the game, because we do have to look at that, those who, those who weren't clamoring for the mm-hmm. Maple Leafs to make a move, 
uh, were at least maybe not providing the spin, but buying into the spin that the goals that Michael Hutchinson was allowing that he cannot be totally blamed for. Now, oh I, my I, gosh. I was I said this at times, uh, but I mean, this became a pattern, right? <laughs> so it became a big uh, it became the excuse for his play. And some people were willing to make that excuse for whatever reason. Some stopped. I think I lumped myself into that uh, at the beginning of the year when Hutchinson was 0-5 and 1 to start. I don't think he was getting the proper support at times, but again, this became an issue uh, and it really irked you to continue to hear this and I want to give you the opportunity uh, to sound off on the idea that Michael Hutchinson uh, was somehow let down by his teammates in his, uh, I guess, maybe he saw 12 to 15 appearances this year. Well, I mean, you, you were watching me sort of melt down watching the game. Like, it's it, it was crazy. The broadcast, like, no one named names, but, like, the broadcast tonight was just, like, it, it was, I don't know if he had, if, if you know, the, the broadcast had stock in Michael Hutchinson's name, like, if they were getting some sort of back end on how many times they could mention him or force this narrative in there, but uh, Michael Hutchinson leads the league in goals that are supposedly not his fault. Every single goal that he lets in, someone finds a way to be like, oh, I can't be blamed for that. There's so many. Look, he's a great guy. I've covered him on the Marlies last year. He's a great guy. Um, he works hard. You know, he's a great AHL goalie. But at a certain point, you need to make saves. You're an NHL goaltender. Your job is to stop pucks. And he wasn't. And it doesn't matter how where you're getting put, like what where your starts are coming from. It doesn't matter how poorly Mike Babcock used you. You had a, a decent stretch under a coach who clearly believed in you. He pulled the dressing room and called you back up, if we remember that. That's how Hutchinson got back up here, um, who, is, who is giving you chance after chance after chance to kind of prove yourself. And when your team needs you to step in the most, you don't. And, and a lot of people are going to say, yes, you know, he, his, his record's a lot better as a starter than when you get in in relief. Well, you know what? Being a backup goaltender, you're going to have to go in on re- in relief every once in a while. It, it just, like, that's the, that's the nature of the game. If you don't want to be a backup goaltender, be a better goaltender. It just works that way. So you like if you can't go in and do a lo- like a like half of the job of what a backup goaltender is, then you can't be the backup goaltender for this team. And Jack Campbell, I don't know what his what his numbers are in relief, but he at least is a more steady option. And going through through pure gut feel, I don't have his you know advanced goaltending analytics in front of me, but I feel well more comfortable, way more comfortable. Um, if Frederick Anderson has to leave a game, putting Jack Campbell in there instead of Michael Hodgson. Like I said, the Leafs are a better team right now than they were before they started this game. That is true, but they are in a tough spot right now. I mean, it's it's amazing how we're going to ride ups and downs throughout the rest of the season because it is so hard to make up ground, and then when these losses do happen, it seems devastating. I mean, like the mm-hmm. wins yeah. at this point in the year, for some reason, don't aren't equal to the losses for whatever reason. Well, it's like the Billy Bean quote. It's like, I hate losing. I hate losing more than I like winning. Like that's what Leafs Twitter is right now. I mean, but it's it's a real thing. It's it's, it's true. like in the standings. It's so it seems so much more devastating when you when you're just analyzing what's happening with the teams moving up and down. It seems that the losses do so much more than the wins do. And now we're at two losses in a row for the Maple Leafs. I assume we're going to see Jack Campbell sooner that rather than later. We're see him on we have Friday. we have a we have a back to back coming up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anaheim on Friday, and who is it on Saturday? I actually don't know. I don't know that. Let me let me take a look. We'll look that up in a second here. It's, but anyway, uh, it's is it the Habs? It is the Habs. In a, in a back-to-back, we're definitely not going to see Frederick Anderson in both those games, even if he is able to come back. But we're, we're at night, white knuckle time here. I mean, yeah. the Leafs are at the position where they either have to beat up beat out Florida, who now has is up with games in hand, or multiple teams out of the wild card. I mean, they're going to have to go on a serious run here. Um, 
So is it is it worth looking back at this Ranger game, or do we only look forward? You have to, I, I, although they did just acquire a goaltender, and a lot of the reason was goaltending, you have to look back at this Rangers game. There are so many mistakes that just, this isn't, like, at a certain point, you have to stop burning the tape. There are a lot of losses this season where people are like, oh, you know, like, what are the Leafs even going to take from this? Burn the tape, move forward, you know, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, all that kind of stuff. But at a certain point, you need to look at the tape. Like, this, is, this was a bad loss. Two goals in six seconds cannot happen. So let's look at it from an individual standpoint, because I think, I mean, as much as we could talk about all the pieces working together, if you're without the goaltender, then it's not going to work. You mentioned Austin Matthews being on tonight, obviously Mm -hmm. two goals, bringing him to 39, I believe, or one goal off Alexander Ovechkin for the league lead. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. He was, you know, he was that offensive driving force once again, but one play in particular was absolutely inexcusable for me uh and it was the heel flip pass or the the flick pass i guess it is from the sideboards trying to get it to a player to initiate the breakout in the high slot yeah uh it turned into pavel buknevich getting a a uh, grade a opportunity on michael hutchinson who was fumbling around trying to get his stick with travis dermott uh this is actually something that the leafs do in practice i mean they work on skills all the time and at one point they were working on flicking the puck with their heel with basically putting their skate on top of the puck and trying to free it up to a forward. It is uh, you know, sort of those one of those interesting things that uh, Sheldon Keefe does with Daryl Belfry and all the skills stuff that they do. But it was always short passes to try and free it up during, you know, cycle opportunities in the attacking zone. It's not never, a breakout pass. Never are yeah. you using it as a breakout pass. And I don't want to be all over Austin Matthews when he was probably the best player on the ice for the Maple Leafs. But, I mean, that stuff just can't happen. And it really did cost the Leafs because that was the fourth goal in the high bar that they could not um, meet in the end. No, 100%. But at the same time, like, the stars are performing. The stars are showing up. William Nylander is 24 points or, I guess, 25 points now in his last 20 games. I don't even I don't know if he assists on any of the Matthews goals. I'm just going from the first goal um, from Tavares's uh, one in the start, but he's got 25 points in his last 20 games. That's amazing. Uh, Austin Matthews is on a historic, at least for the for the franchise, historical scoring uh, rate. John Tavares has hit 20 goals in a season again, and he's finally starting to look at least production wise like he was, you know, last season. Mitch Marner is producing just as Mitch Marner is. He's he's getting those assists, and he scored one OT uh, one timer, and he's going to try at least one every five minutes for the rest of his life. Uh, but like the, the the people who are the players who are getting paid to be superstars, they're performing like superstars. So what are they missing right now? Uh, any kind of complimentary sort of value around them? I mean, so who does? Like, let's point fingers here. Oh, oh we're gonna point fingers. All right. Well, Casper Kapanen has been terrible lately. 
Just right. like uh, everyone scoffed at the, I don't know if Kapanen will be able to get Gurgiev done. And you know what? At this point, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I might agree. Like although although it, it, you know he's <laughs> although he was a great he's a great asset. He signed a term. He's young. You can say all those things. He's got uh, he's got you know uh, I think it's two goals since November 10th. Two like two goals. That's insane. And he was certainly to blame on, I believe it was the Rangers' first goal, the, the initial equalizer. I mean, the Leafs want to play in this. They they really, I mean, you can see the analytics focus with them. I think they want they want desperately to keep all the shots out of that home plate area, right? Yeah. So that means they're sort of welcoming shots from the point and from areas in which would be considered low percentage. But what happened is he allowed Tony D'Angelo to walk from an area outside that plate mm-hmm. because he was slow to react to an area inside that plate. And I believe he, he uh, set up Philip Heedle. Heedle, yeah. Heedle. There was a lot of debate over that. It's not Shittle, it's like Heedle. Heedle. Yes. Heedle for the, the first goal. And that's just an, it's just a, another example of those lapses in concentration that we've seen from Kapanen. And I think we've seen lapses in other areas where he's just not, you know, when he's got that chance where he's sprung and able to use his speed and he, he misplays the puck or what have you, it's just not all connected for uh, Kapanen right now. And I think that's sort of, I don't want to say that his influence is rubbing off on others, but I think that third line is not meeting uh, its quota right now either. I think, I think what's happening is Kapanen's just getting caught sleeping a lot. And I think that's, that's not, that's not good, especially in, in, you know, with the way that uh, that the team is kind of structured, that third line is supposed to be put in a very kind of prime position to take advantage of some lower competition, um, and and a line of uh, Janssen, Kapanen, and Pierre Engvall that should be a a tough line to play against. That should be an annoying line. Those are three players who are fast, who are feisty, and who are killers in the corners. That should be. Uh, that should be so, so annoying to play against. And even you put Kerfoot in there, because I know we saw it in there as well. That should be, again, like that should be a very difficult line to play against. And it just seems like teams are, are having an easy time. And Janssen has been the biggest problem there, I think. It's, yeah, we, we've discussed Janssen yeah. a little. I think, I mean, I think he's been better in his last two games. But, uh, I mean, there's it's taken him a while to get back into, you know, game shape. I mean, conditioning was a thing that... Uh, Sheldon Keefe brought up uh, a couple games ago I think right before the actually the breaks the break not coming at a great time for Andreas Janssen uh, but he looks like he's sort of getting up to speed but I think they are middle, missing something from that middle six they are. position at left wing uh, I'm more worried about what Alexander Kerfoot's doing as compared to Andreas Janssen I think he's you know he's playing on that second line with John Tavares and William Nylander and William Nylander's doing it all right now and scoring at, like at will I think it's nine games in a row with a point nice a lot of goals there, by the way there you go. Uh, John Tavares, maybe not, you know, he's playing fine by his standards, I believe, it's but he's not exactly profiting the same way maybe William Nylander is, but it's sort of going down the line. I mean, Kerfoot isn't really involved when the other two seem to be doing their job right now. He, like, when was the last time you noticed Alexander Kerfoot? I can't remember. The only observations I've had is, wow, he's not really doing much lately. Yeah, like the only observation was it just dawned on me. I'm like, wow, I haven't heard of Alexander Kerfoot, one of the staples and, and the hidden values of the Nazem Kadri trade, which will be talked about forever if the Leafs don't make this, the playoffs this season. Um, he hasn't been doing anything. And look, it's not even that uh, that he hasn't been doing anything. It's that he hasn't been doing anything, and he's making $3.5 million a year for the next four years, and he was and he was traded for, like he was acquired to possibly play center, and now he's not doing anything on the wing. At a certain point, you have to look at this asset and think, are we using him? A, are we using him in the right way? And I don't. And and at this point, like he hasn't shown that he's good enough to be center. So I think that they're using them, using him in the way that like situation has been dictated for them to use him. But 
uh, he's but like right now he doesn't seem like the player that they thought they were getting that and both I think both of these the players both him and Barry in that same trade are the exact same way but in Kerfoot's case I mean he he was supposed to be a middle six luxury who you know was a complimentary piece who gave you some great production and and was only going to get better from here and although it's been an up and down season and new team two coaches in one year new system all that that's fine but like 30 you know there's 30 games left playoffs are, are you know playoff hopes are on the line at a certain point like circumstances got to stop mattering and he just has not stepped up i'm sure we're really going to go revisionist history oh, on the, on the cadre uh Barry Kerfoot trade um but you're right i mean if if they don't make the playoffs obviously complete failure Barry there's a probably a good chance he moves on uh, and then you're left with Kerfoot and you're looking at the Colorado Avalanche who have a far superior player in Nazem Kadri, mm-hmm. who is not making that much more. Uh, and you wonder where Kerfoot will ultimately fit into that middle that middle ground or yep. that middle class that the Leafs have and which is always brought up when discussing what they can do in a trade, be it you know in the next few weeks or further down the line. Now, two developments at the end of the game. Uh, other than Matthews, you know, continuing his torrid scoring pace with that late goal to make things interesting. Cody Ceci limped off to the locker room and Zach Hyman uh, stepped outside of the, the boundaries of what's legal late in the game. And while well, he got punished for it, uh, let's start with Cody Ceci. I mean, addition by subtraction. Like, I mean, this is mm. uh, he, too soon. I not mean, too soon. It's not too soon. Not too soon. You know, it was too soon when he got traded. Like this is at this point, the Ceci experiment is done. I mean, it. There's, it sounds harsh, and, and I'm sure again, I'm sure he's a nice guy. It's it's tough to talk about this in sports because you have to kind of preface everything like this. It's not a shot at the person; it's a shot at the player, and you have to think that other than other than his standing as a trade asset, that the front office kind of looked at him, limped down the locker room, and and, and weren't a, like weren't a little excited about it, because now they have free will to kind of call up who they want to call up maybe play timothy lilligren in that spot because someone's got to go in it'll likely be you know martin marinson because you know life is fleeting and why we ever have any nice things but this offers this offers sheldon keith and kyle dubas by extension because these guys going to be you know making some moves um the ability in the luxury to kind of experiment i mean play you know kind of mix and match cody cc was in anvil he was he was where offense went to die he couldn't diagnose plays his his hockey sense was it's like he saw everything. It's like he saw everything a half second later than everyone around him did. And right now, you know, if he misses a couple games, it's not the worst thing. In the I was going to say, I hate to break it to you. You're talking in the past tense, but there's a possibility that this is just a minor issue. And oh, he'll yeah. be back in the lineup, right? Almost certainly. Uh, but I'm, I'm again, I mean, they made sort of that desperate move tonight where it's it was the move they needed to make because they needed to do something about the backup goaltending position. Maybe they feel like, you know, because we're at the point where their back's against the wall that they might need to do something about the sixth defenseman slot on their roster, which Cody Ceci obviously currently inhabits, unless he is, of course, injured. They do have options. They have Timothy Liljegren in the wings. I mean, Travis Dermott is, I mean, we've all sort of thought he could be destined for a move to the right side at one at one point or next season or what have you. Uh, that might not be the time to do it right now mm-hmm. as things are pretty important out there right now. Uh, but maybe this is just more food for thought, and if Cody Ceci does miss a game, then maybe we'll see a different look from Sheldon Keefe uh, and potentially you know, a better situation could just sort of fall in their lap at that point. At that point. 
and we did talk about Zach Hyman, or I did mention Zach Hyman, uh, a nasty hit on oh, just, Jacob Truba. What, what was he thinking? Uh, he got lit up pretty good afterwards. Probably a suspension coming. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, well, you know what? It's the Department of Player Safety. We don't know. It's the Wild West. We don't know what they're going to do. If he spit on the guy, it'd be automatic. But, no, he just crushed his head into the board, so it could just be you know a slap on the wrist. We don't know. Uh, but if he is out, I mean – Again, there's some there's some plug and play in here. Like we don't who's gonna get called up? Who's gonna if it's let's say it's a two game suspension, hypothetical. You call up Nick Patan, see if you can see if you can maybe look, this could give them an opportunity if if Hyman gets suspended to showcase Nick Patan for a trade. This could give them an opportunity to showcase Kenny Agostino for a trade. This could give them an opportunity to showcase Jeremy Bracco for a trade. Although Bracco was scratched last night for the Marlies unexpectedly for personal reasons, so I doubt he's going to get promoted anytime soon. But crazier things have happened. Trevor Moore just got traded. Um, I was going to say it could have been Trevor Moore's spot on left wing there. No, I know. Uh, rest in peace, my guy. Uh, but no, it's it. This is this again. Like all the, there are so many moving pieces on this roster right now. This game was meant to be sort of like yes, it's important playoff game, but this or a play, playoff implication game. But it's like a Wednesday night game on the road, and now like the entire roster is in flux. Ev- literally every part of the roster has some piece that might may or may not be there the next game, and a lot of moving parts. And and I mean, this is what uh, this is what this time of year is all about. So we're gonna tackle a big pitcher item at the end of every show, and while I'm tempted to openly wonder why a member of the Arkells is considered Kyle Dubas's mentor on the mentors trip. I think I've, you know, we've criticized the Barry trade and I think we were going to go in on the, what was the other trade we were talking about? Uh, ooh, uh, oh, the Trevor Moore trade that just happened? No, not the Trevor Moore trade. I think that, I, I think he, you I think he passed that. Again. I was wondering actually if Max Kerman was the one who finished it oh, off. Oh, the, the Cody CC trade we're going to talk about. Of course, yeah. the Cody CC trade. So How we brought we up forget? two negative things I didn't want to pile on considerably, but I do think, you know, the person that's, you know, at the top of the structure should mm-hmm. be sort of leading by example when it comes to mentors and actually bring a mentor. But hey, maybe the relationship is more than I ever thought. Instead, we're going to talk about we're going to place odds on Austin Matthews winning the Rocket Richard. Of course, he scored two goals. We were going to talk about it before he scored the two goals. So that may change your thinking a little bit. But where would you place the odds on 34 banking the Rocket Richard and being the first Leaf ever to do so? Look, I want to say that he will, and he's scoring at a crazy pace. But there's also a guy named Alexander Ovechkin who is making the league his you know personal playing ground right now. And I think that he's 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 got his sights set on it. I mean, Matthews' time is going to come. He's probably, like pure goal scoring-wise, he's probably the second best goal scorer in the league right now behind Ovechkin but I mean at the at the rate that Ovechkin is playing he's scoring a hat trick every other game like it's it's insane I think he's I think he's going uh you know I'm not a betting man I'm not I haven't even seen uncut gems yet but I'm not Howard Ratner um but I'm gonna put his odds maybe like 16 to 1 you need five more to complete the parlay oh yeah uh I I I disagree (laughs) here's the thing I mean I I actually like the Rocket Richard a lot because like there's no there's no argument there. It's you, and it's it, just pure hard it's just, numbers, it's baby. It's pure numbers. You cannot fake goal scoring. You can't juice the numbers. But the Washington Capitals sort of have the ability to cut some corners here, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, they haven't sewn up the division yet. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins could very well catch them. But they seem comfortable. Mm-hmm. And they have this carrot, right? Wayne Gretzky's record. Yep. Alex Ovechkin's trying to get there. So I think they're going to give the extra seconds to to Ovi on the power play all the time. Anytime there's an they're empty net, they're going to have him out, out there. there when the yeah. empty when the net is empty. So I think that definitely factors in a little bit. I think Austin Matthews is going to have to earn everything he gets. Yeah. Well, Alex Ovechkin might get a few more opportunities to score, and you know he's going to shoot at will because things are a little bit more comfortable, and he can sort of do as he like there. So he does have the lead. 
He's got Wayne Gretzky in his sights. It's going to be hard to to rest it away from Alexander Ovechkin, but you're right. No one's scoring goals like Austin Matthews right now, and I think Austin, or I think Alexander Ovechkin kind of included. Like, yeah, he's got one empty netter this year, but I mean, this is something that uh, Ovi obviously has been ridiculous of late, and and I shouldn't be you know bringing up empty netters with him, but. Uh, I think uh, these players are on even footing when it comes to that yeah. raw skill of putting the puck in the net, uh, but Ovi might have him this time. If Austin Matthews is on Alexander Ovechkin's footing right now and he's 22, what's he going to be like when he's 25, 26? Like the like literal the sky's literally like the limit here. It's crazy. He's he is limitless potential. Yeah, I mean that's the great thing about the Leafs is like you know they have pretty storied history from a team perspective, a lot of cups, right? But they don't have those great individual marks. Oh, like no. there is room for James Austin Van Riemsdyk on the hundred hundred best. I had that poster. <laughs> James Van Phil Kessel yep. is on the hundred best player. The team's been around for a hundred years. Austin Matthews has has the chance to rewrite a lot of the records that are yeah. in the Leafs books. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I mean Trevor Moore is not going to have that opportunity, so we need to at least be positive. Robbed in of his some shot. Sense. Robbed of his shot. So we're we going to look forward to this weekend. Uh, before we wrap up here, we got the Ducks and then the Canadians. We will probably see Jack Campbell. Maybe we'll see Freddie Anderson. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, it, look, Jack Campbell's first game in a lease uniform is going to be really interesting because it feels like it's such a long time coming, even though he's not the name. Like, it's just anyone else in goal other than Casmer Kas- Kaskasuo, who's just, he's an AHL goaltender. Like, it's going to be really, it's going to be interesting because if, if if Jack Campbell puts on a show at home, let's say, let's say he starts against Anaheim. He puts on a show at home after these two crushing losses. I mean... I saw what happened in the in the in the rink when Michael Hutchinson won a couple games to start when Anderson was out last year, and he his name was like the loudest cheer in the starting lineup after like above Austin Matthews. If Jack Campbell comes in and steals a game for the Leafs against the Ducks at home right after these two losses with the timing and everything, this kid's gonna be he's not a kid anymore. He's like twenty eight. This guy's gonna be you know exalted in this city it's gonna be really interesting to see the opportunity is there maybe you know the curtis mcelaney type save on Sidney crosby that gets the leafs into the playoffs maybe that maybe that is uh maybe that opportunity awaits jack campbell but for now he's going to be feeling immense pressure uh he's going to feel it right when 40 media members surround his stall when he first gets in you're going to be one of those I will be poking my head up in the back and just trying to get, uh, you know, my recorder anywhere near him. You ask the uh, tough questions, but we will, we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe after he performs, we'll uh, try mm-hmm. and slip one in. Uh, but the Leafs will be back Anaheim Friday night. We'll be back to yeah. wrap it all up. Back to back pods. This is Live Laugh Leafs. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 